Potential changes to the Twitch partner program. Bloomberg. Twitch is considering changing its partner program. Currently discussed ideas not finalized. Incentives for more ads. New rev split, 70% to 50%. New tiers system, no more exclusivity. Changes could be implemented this summer. So the amount of people who have 70% revenue share, like to my, to my understanding, you're not even meant to say that you get 70%, but I get 70%. I mean, it's public now, so who cares, right? I don't know if the requirements I had are the same requirements for everyone else. The requirements I had was I had to have 500 subs for many months, like three or four months or something. I don't know if gifted subs, no, I don't think gifted subs existed at that point. So I'm not sure if they would count or whatever, but the amount of partners who meet that requirement are like two or 3,000. So it's, 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 it's a minority of people. Uh, this is mainly going to be affecting the biggest streamers. Um, it's always important to remember that on Twitch, only 7,500 people are making above minimum wage. You'll see all the, this data in, in the video that I'm writing, but very top-heavy website. My revenue on Twitch is like one-fifth of my revenue on YouTube or something, because uh, I, I haven't been focusing on streaming for quite a long time. The only thing I really care about is this. Uh, I would indeed take a... 30% cut, because that's it's 30% going from 70% to... It's a little bit less. Maybe 29%? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that good at math. But um, it's, it's, it's more than that. You, you are losing more than 20% of your revenue doing going this. Um, but I would take that cut for no more exclusivity. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm almost tempted just to throw it away entirely, except that would chaos work perfectly on YouTube? Uh, it's, it's not 20%. I, and you can, you can understand why 28% loss. Yeah, so I, I don't know how to do this math, but I know it's not 20%. Five is 71% of... Oh, yeah, true. You could do... You could do it like that, I suppose. But yeah, whatever. You, you, you know what I'm saying. I'm right. Shut up. Yeah, so I wouldn't be that unhappy with this just to lose exclusivity. But I don't... Like, I've said before, I don't think the people running Twitch really know what the fuck they're doing. And I've always thought the, the concept of live streaming as... The singular focus of a website is kind of stupid. The ability to solve the top heaviness of the website and the ability for the large creators to continue to grow larger and larger and let no one else in the system is basically impossible. And Twitch's true reliance upon uh, advertising from uh, platforms it doesn't control. Uh, so as live streaming becomes bigger on other platforms, less people move over to Twitch bringing new blood. Because for the longest time, it was, okay, if you want to live stream, even if you're a YouTuber, you go from YouTube to Twitch every single time. Now, it, you actually have a choice. And so that's less talents moving from uh, Twitch to uh, YouTube to Twitch, right? But all the time, Twitch streamers are starting YouTube channels. It's very uncommon for a person to just have a, a Twitch stream. Now, you have a Twitch stream and a YouTube channel. Uh, but it's very common for a YouTuber not to have a Twitch channel. I just don't... I just don't think this model is good long term, and I don't... Yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not that focused on Twitch anyway. If I believed, even for a moment, that I'd be better off streaming on YouTube, I'd do it in a heartbeat. It's the uncertainty that keeps me here. And because I think Twitch is a better platform for live streaming. Like, even the ex even if the exclusivity was removed, I would still stream on Twitch. It would just be, um... It would just give me the option to test streaming on YouTube, and if that was successful, I'd probably dual stream. I'm pretty sure Linus Tech Tips has far more viewers uh, on their uh, live stream on YouTube versus their live stream on Twitch. But Twitch and YouTube viewers are very different. Like Twitch is like 
the odd one out in regards to social media. Like the last stats that came out said that the majority of users were still on desktop, which isn't the case for any other social media. Every other social media, the majority of the users are on mobile. But I guess if you're going to sit down for long periods and have a stream open, it's probably going to be on desktop and you're going to have it on the background or something as you're, you're playing a game or whatever. I, actually, I suppose because, you know, so much of gaming is done on... No, because there's a lot of gaming on mobile too. But on mobile, you can't, like, play a game and watch a stream. If you are playing a game, please, uh, like, just, just click over and answer the poll, like, very quickly. It takes you take one nanosecond away. Certainly, for that reason alone, the poll will be skewed a bit because if a person's, like, really deep into a CS game, it's not like they, they have the ability to move over, but you get what I'm saying. See, it's, it's like 50% of you are playing a game. You can't do that on mobile. You can't play a game and watch a stream, at least not easily. So what I was saying is, it's easier to watch a live stream or to have it on the background on desktop than any other platform. YouTube videos, while you can have the one in the background, uh, they're more likely to be used as the sole source of entertainment, while Twitch streams are not. Also streams are longer, mobile users prefer short entertainment, yeah. Because it's, it's not only just a preference, it's you're out and about, you might only have 10 minutes to kill. Am I still going to do Reddit recaps? Matto, does this mean Reddit recaps are going to stop? Or what is your opinion on streamers reacting to their Reddits? I hold to the belief that if you're included in something, you have some degree of, of rights to use that content. And I, I can extend that pretty far. Like, I saw Smallland react to the world record for uh, Minecraft with the permission of the dude who did it. You, I'm assuming Smallland was at least somewhat involved in the development of that run. He's in that community. Th that gives him some degree of right to use that with the mission of the, the dude, right? I don't think, I don't find that to, to be particularly exploitative. As much as I don't like reactors, I, I'm, I'm not going to DMCA anyone who reacts to any of these videos because I'm using their footage or I'm, I'm talking about them to some degree and that's all hunky-dory for me. As far as Reddits are concerned, if other people on Reddit have the right to use you in that content, uh, then you should have some right to use that content as well. Especially when it's, it's explicit that if you're submitting something to this Reddit, you are submitting it so I can see it and use it for some purpose, you know? How could one make the argument that you can take my face and distort it in some way for some piece of art, but I can't then use that art of my face, you know? And sure, sure that, that certainly doesn't stretch infinitely. Like if, if a movie came out worth $10 million and my face was like, in like on on a twitch on some screen somewhere i wouldn't say i can use all of that of course but stuff submitted to reddit is just stuff that people have thrown together quickly specifically involving you for you on your platform and therefore i consider it acceptable you know and and as well obviously reddit is a non-profit system or whatever um like people aren't submitting things to your reddit specifically to earn revenue or what have you please read mess's comment didn't you react to Moore's mutual insurance video because he, it was posted uh, to you? Something, this is something I try not to do, but I've also been in his stuff. Like, to put it another way, he's included me in like at least five of his things. Kind of just returning there. But as I, I've said that before, I, I think I've removed it before actually. Because there's rules on the subreddit against posting stuff that isn't about me uh, or involving me. Um, it's why we remove cross posts from um, uh, the GT5 Reddit. I at least know Moore's Mutual and I am in his content, so. I think YouTube subreddit should have a TOS that states all the material can be used in any way I need to. Well, yeah, it's there. There is a TOS on my subreddit, specifically that says that.
The YouTube skill I am bad at. I really like the new video, no drama, and the way you presented facts was really impressive. So, I suck at reading scripts. The outtakes for those videos is shockingly long. Uh, the reason why you can clearly see me reading is because I, like, I bought myself a teleprompter. Uh, and I was going to try and stand and, and read it, so you, you can't tell that I'm reading, but I would so frequently flub lines that it was impossible to do. The only way that I could do this was I would basically look at a line, memorize it, and then say it while looking at the camera, and then glance down at the next one and try and glance back up. Uh, once I reminded myself what's coming up next, because I could very rarely get through a single sentence, uh, or more than a single sentence, without needing to be reminded what comes up next. My skills in, in content creation have increased astronomically in many different areas over the years, but one thing that I've had no reason to develop is my skill in reading scripts. We'll say like 75% of the video will have eyesight to the camera, and that's the best that I can do. Anything else would require me to take like another month. Interestingly though, even just over the process of doing these videos, I think I've gotten better at it. But I'm really bad at uh, script reading. I'm really bad at elocution. I'm, I'm like bad at all these things. Is reacting to clips and media share okay? What do you think about Markiplier's Try Not To Laugh or people reacting to Try Not To Laugh in general? Clips are such a gray area for me. Because clips, in by their nature, are really low effort. Like, if a person makes a one-minute animation, that could take a lot of effort. You should probably not be reacting to that, but, like, a random person who's just, like, captured their kid falling over or something, it's like, okay, okay I get it. You technically were the one who caught, caught that kid falling over, but I wouldn't really call that, like, work necessarily, you know? Like, it's it's clearly just really lazy stuff, but I don't, I don't put it on the same level as... Ripping an in, a person's entire creative work that they spent potentially week, uh, weeks or uh, whatever, however, it doesn't matter how long it is, many, many hours, tens of hours. Um, ripping that entirely to YouTube channel is very different than, say, a random clip of a person jumping out of a plane or something. But it's, th it's still not good, you know? It, it, like it's, it's the problem I had with my media share content, for example. Because again, I, I hold to the position clips are fine, but you should be using those clips to create something new. Like, those clips should have some functional purpose in what you're creating. And while I was making my own content on stream by uh, learning the speedrun, the clips weren't really a part of that. They were just, like, a thing to the side. Like, they didn't have to be there for my content to work. And so I, I you know, shouldn't have done it, I don't think. But again, it's that whenever you take a stance on anything, there's going to be that line of what is acceptable. Like, the content that was made from those media share streams on YouTube, I think is perfectly fine. Those contain many original jokes and use particular clips in ways matching up to, to achieve certain effects. But the streams, not good, I don't think. So will the media share vids never go back up? So, I don't know. Maybe one day. It's just, it's more than likely just going to cause me a headache. Like, I can't have this one-to-one -one conversation with every single person who wants to ask me, uh, about the nuances of the borderline of what's acceptable to me. And so it's better just to stay as far away from that borderline as possible, you know? Did I delete all of my media share videos? Yeah, even though, as I've said before, my position on clips is not the same as my position on anything else, because clips are low effort and they, they don't replace the original product where the clip comes from. But at the same time, so like those media share videos, 
would fit my idea of what is acceptable because they're very much so edited and they're very much so about me and da da da. They make all these original jokes and stuff. But the streams that they came from are a separate matter because while I was doing something else, which is learning speedrun speedruns and stuff, I wasn't using those clips for anything else. They were just like added to my stream. I wasn't using them in a creative way. And so it feels cheap, you know? I may eventually put the videos back, but I didn't really like them. Uh, in, in the sense of whenever you draw a line about whether or not something is acceptable, there'll always be things on the border of acceptability. And that kind of media share content that's supplementary to something you're already doing is very much so on the border for me. And it's just better for me if uh, I don't have that level of uh, ambiguous stuff that I have to explain to everyone, you know? Do you feel like you have to make extra effort not to contra contradict your beliefs on copyright stuff? I mean, it's always going to take effort to give a shit. What about reactions to music? What do you think about reacting to music, like a vocal coach commenting on the singing, or even lazy reactions to music? Make, make actual videos. There is no reason to do a react video to someone else's stuff. Because you can always just make an actual video about that thing. You can write yourself a script, take only the parts that you need, build something distinct. Although, in the case of music, music is very different from effectively every other form of content because it is effectively infinitely re-listenable. You know, there are songs that I'm... This, this is actually something I'm going to be adding to one of the videos. There are songs I've still, I'm still listening to after 20 years, you know? What's that song, Seven Days, that's still on my playlist, right? When we used to talk about which videos had the most views, the conversation would be like, oh yeah, well, ignore music, because obviously music will get more views than anything else. Pink Guy, or uh, uh, Filthy Frank, stopped uploading, and he was still getting uh, like 10 to 15 million views a month, you know, four or five years later, because people just keep listening to the songs that he put on his YouTube channel. If you get introduced to a song, it's not one and done, like most content is. It's, uh, oh my god, I need this, and I need to listen to it another 50 times. Like, I can, I can remember streams where I heard songs for the first time, and they're still in my players now. I'm still listening to them over and over and over again. Like, it's one of the reasons why a lot of the songs that hit the top of the charts or the most streams on Spotify are those that go, go viral on TikTok. The only time it becomes exploitative is when what you've created is a substitute for the original. Like, there's no reason to seek out the song on Spotify because you can just watch a person's YouTube video of it over and over again. I don't know why you would do that, but you get the idea. Your music is definitely not in the same vein as... Uh, I, I believe I mentioned it in the video, um, clips, memes, and, and music kind of fit into their own kind of category. As I say, it's no reason to do reactions, but just make a video, you know? Corridor Crew reactions. I was actually, I was actually going to reference Corridor Crew in the video. Like, they did a reaction to the um, graphics in Arcane, and their reaction contained, like, two minutes of footage from the show. Like, clearly, they sat there with with a like a, they, they, they for one thing they were experts in the thing um and and the dude they were with you know i think he worked in the industry or he worked on arcane to some degree whatever it was and so they they clearly sat there probably for hours watching the show or at least a couple of episodes and then um no one saw that footage what everyone saw in the end was all the commentary they made that had substance that was actually a value edited together with supplementary supplementary material that made what they said make sense. They didn't show you the episodes of Arcane, they just showed you the parts that were necessary. Perfectly within fair use. It is 
That is the form of reaction content that uh, H3H3 went to court over five years ago. And the stuff that is perfectly acceptable to me, that's, that, those are just commentary videos. Uh, I, I call them response videos. The, the, the difference would be, like, if Asmongold did that, he'd just show you <laughs> seven episodes of Arcane, you know? I think companies go overboard with claiming music on YouTube. Yeah, be, music is one of the things that gets the most claimed on uh, YouTube. Honestly, though, I think they overdo it. As in, I think they should have a similar policy to TikTok. You can use like 30 seconds of a song on TikTok and no one cares. That stuff is all licensed, of course. But it's, you know, the music producers clearly uh, understand the value of having snippets of songs. Often I get debated by songs on TikTok because I think this song's a fucking banger and I go listen to it on Spotify and it's just that 30 seconds that's very good. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> the difference between YouTube and TikTok is that uh, YouTube makes a fuck ton of money. Actually, I suppose TikTok makes a lot of money too. It's just that the creators don't get a lot of that money. But YouTube is still making way more money. Let's be real. And so, so either it's just a carryover from back in the day where music companies didn't realize the value that could be had by having their music promoted a lot more on YouTube. Or uh, the music companies are like, yeah, sure, we get a little, a little bit more promotion. But at the end of the day, the money that we get from Content ID, those billions of dollars is, uh, is worth more. TikTok has the license for those songs and some of those songs are uploaded by the creators. Yeah, I'm not sure to what uh, to what degree TikTok has a detection system to uh, whether a song is copyrighted uh, and, and, and they don't have a license, but I'm not sure. Mr. Beast's reaction channel. It's crazy Mr. Beast is making reaction videos. I thought about talking about Mr. Beast in the series, but I don't know enough about his circumstances. So clearly the videos he is making are after the fact, as I say, as in, it's not just an unedited him and his friend being like, ha, oh, that's funny. Ha, oh, that's funny. Whoa, bro. And he sits in the corner. Clearly there's a lot of, uh, clearly there's someone behind the scenes uh, curating this content. And then they say, Mr. Beast, uh, you, got, you got an hour here, whatever. Uh, here are the videos I need you to look at. Here's what the theme is. Here's what's going to happen. And then, you know, him and his friend say some funny things. And then the funny things and those clips are then edited together. Um, original jokes are added in the edit or whatever. In, 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 in other words, the effort on Mr. Beast's part is similar to the effort that a reactor puts into the content, but the effort in the end product seems to be far more because he's got people working for him. You know, he's got like a, as they say, the, uh, the people finding the videos, the script people, the, the editors or whatever. And, and so what ends up ha being produced is a video that has a bit more quality to it, but it's still not good content. And it's, and it's usually clips, I think. I'm not sure to what degree he's asking for permission or as they how many full videos he watches and stuff. I, I didn't feel like it was worth the hassle of, of trying to figure that out. I'm not even sure that if that stuff is public information, but he has acknowledged where he's like, uh, yeah, the React channel kind of funds the other channels because the costs to get 20 million views on the React channel is nothing. The cost to get $20 million on the, the main channel, I might be spending a million dollars in in some giveaway. As I talk about, the reason for that is because you're you're outsourcing a lot of the burden of the costs onto other people, which is not good for a person of his wealth. Like, there's no reason for him to make that content, you know? So it's a scripted reaction content. Well, no, I'm sure it's not scripted. It's just planned out and edited to a high level of production quality. These aren't the worst offenders. So, yeah, so again, whenever you take any stance on something, there's going to be those... That you, you're going to move further and further away... Uh, where every single uh, negative aspect of it doesn't apply. And then there's going to be some point where you're looking and goes, ah, maybe that's okay. Uh, and that's just the nature with all things, you know. 
Like, I would prefer a reality where that channel didn't exist, but I, I don't know enough about it to say this is definitely exploitation. Miss Beast does link the video his reaction to, but as I said, that, that's irrelevant. Like, it doesn't do anything. Drama has little value for growth. I hope most of you didn't skip the first video, because towards the end of it, I explained that drama doesn't really have a lot of staying power in terms of growing an audience for yourself. If you look at the sub numbers on the videos, it's like, I lose like 20, 25, and then it slowly goes up into the positives. For the amount of work, like, could you imagine, like, I could have probably finished Passist. No, I definitely could have. Not just, not just the final episode, but the Passist 2.0, where I go through the series again. I could have finished all of that in the amount of time that it took me to make these videos. And of course, gained far more for that from that. But instead, I did this because I, I thought it was, you know, morally important. And some really good content. I know most of you won't watch the videos all the way through and stuff, but there's some really insightful, interesting stuff in them. A voice recognition mod for GTA 5. I could ask Doug Doug to make me a voice rec recognition mod, and if you say chat or something, it kills. Like, that's, that's kind of his thing. Like, certainly, I wouldn't mind doing that for, like, one video or something. I mean, he, he did the thing with Chaos, and he said, hey, I, I was inspired by Dark Vapor AU. I mean, I, I would like to do something similar to that, but, uh, Asking him specifically to make me something like that? Nah, I don't think that, um, that's great. And certainly, his thing, how he can, like, change it on the fly in response to feedback that he gets in the experience, that's, that's something that you really need for something like that, right? I, I respect what Doug Doug does in his, his content. As, I, as I've argued, like, he kind of does what I do, but just infinitely better. <laughs> you know? If you want something more to watch, check out my video linked down below about the harm of reaction content. It looks at the topic from every angle, with some data thrown in, and it is arguably the best video I've ever made. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.